Welcome to the Ship Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, January 8th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. So we push 2020 out the door and we think, wow, that year couldn't have been any worse. And then 2021 comes along and says, hey, hold my beer. I mean, what a crazy week, right? We had a special election that didn't turn out the way most people thought it would. And then a Trump protest that turned into, hey, let's storm the Capitol building. Now, I'm not really going to get into the protests per se, because I think the Senate election is far more significant, at least in terms of our economic prospects. And that's what this podcast is all about, after all. But I can't help but note the crazy rhetoric that I've heard. My favorite take is that this was an attempted coup. Really? I mean, if so, worst coup ever. Also, I'm a little amused that the corporate media has rediscovered the word riot. Seriously, there's a lot of hypocrisy and incongruence on both sides of the political aisle when it comes to its messaging. I often find myself wanting to scream, get your story straight. So anyway, what about gold? Well, it started out the year with a bang. On the first trading day of the year, the yellow metal was up some 45 bucks. Silver had a big rally, too, up about 87 cents. Meanwhile, stocks tanked for the first trading day of the year. It was almost as if people woke up in 2021 and thought, oh crap, the stock market is a big fat bubble and we're about to see a tidal wave of inflation. On Wednesday morning, gold pushed briefly back above 1950 an ounce, and then the bottom fell out with the realization that the Democrats were going to control the Senate. Gold fell to 1907, this despite the invasion of the Capitol. Now, it did claw back a bit on Thursday, but gold is down sharply again this morning and has dropped back below $1,900 an ounce with some strength in the dollar. We're trading at about 1891 as I record the podcast. One of the headlines I read this morning declared, Risk Sentiment is Positive. Now, this is just weird, right? We have a lot of political unrest. Democrats are going to control both the White House and Congress, and the price of gold is dropping. How do you make sense of this? Well, the fact is, the markets pretty much just ignored the political unrest and the protest. We are risk on, baby. The stock market is booming. In fact, on Wednesday, both the Dow and the S&P 500 set new records. I mean, who needs a safe haven right now, right? It's stock market bubble mania. And of course, you know who is driving this, right? This is 100% Federal Reserve. That's why the markets love the idea of the Dems grabbing control of the Senate. Because the money spigot is about to be turned up to 11. I think the Senate result is far more significant than the protests, like I said before. Even though the protests are all anybody is really talking about. Because the market reaction to the Democrats taking control of the Senate reveals the insanity that is our economy right now. In a sane world, the markets should hate 
the Democrats controlling Congress and the White House. Think about it. What does this mean, practically speaking? What is coming down the road in terms of policy? We know the Democrats are going to raise corporate taxes. They'll also probably raise taxes on the so-called rich. Now, that's certainly not good for business and the markets. The bottom line, pun intended, is that corporations are going to have lower earnings in the years ahead. If the stock market is looking ahead to the future, it's supposed to be a future-looking institution, right? And the future is lower corporate earnings. Shouldn't the stock market be falling? Democrat control in D.C. also means more regulations. Now, got to be honest, I'm not a huge Trump fan, but he did do some things to roll back the regulatory state. I have no doubt that Biden will roll back the rollback. And then he'll probably add a mountain of new onerous regulations on businesses. I mean, that's what Democrats do, right? So this election was not an optimal outcome for business. Think back to 2016. The stock market rallied in the weeks after Donald Trump was elected because investors believed Trump would cut taxes and ease regulations. So you would think the prospect of higher taxes and more regulation, basically a 180 from Trump policy, would put a big drag on the stock market. Nope, not with the bizarro world marketplace we have today. Let's add another layer of context here. Think back to the November election. Biden had apparently won, but everybody thought the Senate would stay in Republican hands. Stock market rallied, right? Because the thinking was the Senate could serve as a firewall and at least slow down, if not block, the Biden agenda. You know, we might get some tax increases, might get some more regulation, because after all, there are a lot of rhino Republicans who are basically Democrat light. But not to the extent that Biden would like. And yet the stock market rallied again on Wednesday after it became clear that the Democrats would take the Senate. How does this make any sense? I mean, you've got the stock market rallying on two basically opposite outcomes. And look, the shift to the left might be worse than you imagine. Biden is basically a centrist Democrat, but he's going to have to appease the Bernie Sanders wing. He's going to have to throw some bones to the hard lefties if he wants to get reelected. I mean, I wouldn't be at all surprised if we get a national $15 minimum wage, maybe some student loan forgiveness. We'll almost certainly uh, all get our $2,000 stimulus checks. I mean, the Dems basically bribed the Georgia electorate with the promise of bigger stimulus if they handed over control of the Senate. I'm particularly excited about this, by the way, because I'm behind on my tax withholding. You know, nothing like getting some money from the government so I can hand it back to the government. Anyway, we'll also probably get some Green New Deal, maybe an infrastructure bill. So things are about to take a sharp turn to the left. And let's be honest, Trump wasn't exactly a stalwart of fiscal conservatism, right? What I'm getting at here is there's going to be much more government spending, much more debt. Corporate earnings will almost certainly be lower with higher taxes and more regulations, and the economy will be weaker than it would have been had the Republicans been in a position to hinder the Biden agenda. So we know this is coming down the pike, and the stock market rallies anyway. I mean, it's almost like the stock market rallies no matter what, doesn't it? So there must be something else at play, something that isn't really dependent on who controls what in D.C. That, my friends, is the Fed.
That's all that matters to this market. How much QE, how much money is the Fed going to print? This entire rally is based on stimulus. Everybody knows that the spending is going to continue, and in fact, it's going to ramp up. That means even bigger deficits. That means the U.S. Treasury will have to sell more bonds to finance those deficits. And that means the Fed will have to create more money out of thin air in order to buy bonds and monetize the debt. You know, I've talked before about the fact that the Chinese are already dumping U.S. treasuries. They have been one of the biggest financiers of U.S. debt for decades. So who's going to take up the slack? Jerome Powell is. The fact is, there isn't enough natural demand for U.S. bonds to sustain the government borrowing. And this is why you can expect more QE, more money printing in the coming year. The borrowing and spending aren't going to suddenly just stop. You know, we're already starting to see signs of trouble in the bond markets. As the stock market was rallying on Wednesday, treasuries got hammered. The yield on the 10-year is back above 1%. Now, I know that's not a lot, but think about where it was just a few months ago. We were down around like, what, 0.4%. So, relatively, interest rates have come up a long way over the last few months. Bond prices are dropping because everybody knows that the market is going to be flooded with new bonds to fund the trillions and trillions of dollars that Biden is about to shower on the entire U.S. economy in his big spending spree. Now, this is where things get dicey, right? Interest rates are naturally pushing up. Inflation is pushing up. The Fed's response should be to let rates rise. That's how you fight inflation. Let the market actually reflect the price of all of this borrowing. But nope, the Fed's not going to do that. It's actually going to fight inflation with inflation. It's going to print even more money to buy even more bonds to keep interest rates low. Bond prices are falling and interest rates are going up because investors are worried about inflation, and rightfully so. That gives investors even more inflation to worry about. This policy, that's what we're doing. We're creating more inflation. You see the vicious cycle here, right? The question is, when does the dollar fall through the floor? Peter Schiff has been warning that it's coming for a long time, and he's not wrong. I can't tell you when it's coming, but it's coming. This is why the price of gold is staying low right now. It it is just weird. This is really bullish for gold. But like I said, investors are risk on. They're looking at the stimulus train with glee, not realizing that their wives are tied to the train tracks. At some point, they're going to have to rethink this. I mean, smart people already have. Demand for physical gold and silver surged last year. I was looking at the data from the U.S. Mint the other day. Sales of U.S. gold and silver bullion coins at the Mint hit a four-year high in 2020. The Mint sold 884,000 ounces of American Gold Eagle coins last year. That was a 455% increase over 2019. It was the highest level of gold coin sales since 2016. American Silver Eagle sales increased by 101%, with 30.01 million ounces sold in 2020. We saw this big surge in coin sales despite supply chain issues due to government lockdowns around the globe. The U.S. Mint actually had to temporarily shut down production at its New York facility in April due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So even with production cuts, supply limitations, we still saw these records 
sale levels. Demand for physical gold should remain brisk in 2021 as well. As I keep harping on, there is no end in sight to the borrowing and the spending and the money printing. This is bullish for gold and silver. Smart investors are going to continue to buy. So, If the first week of this year is any indication, 2021 is going to be as nutty as 2020 was. I think it might even be more topsy-turvy from an economic standpoint. And that's even if they get the Rona under control. And I'm not at all convinced that vaccines are actually going to end the lockdowns and the government meddling. I mean, governments like to meddle, right? Now they know they can. They can use you know, an illness, a pandemic as an excuse to shut things down. So here's the question. What are you going to do to be ready? I mean, do, do you even know what to do to get ready? If you want help with that, if you want to talk to somebody about how you can get your portfolio set up to weather the storm ahead, I highly recommend talking to one of the precious metal specialists at Ship Gold. You can just give them a call at 1-888-GOLD-160, or you can shoot them an email at info at shipgold.com. These guys are great. They understand what's going on with the economy, and they'll help you Uh, figure out how you personally can benefit from what's going to happen in the future. So that is the gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shipgold.com slash news. If you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap podcast over at iTunes. Uh, We're on the Ship Gold YouTube channel. You'll find links on the show notes page, also Stitcher, Google Play. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Hope you have a great week, and I'll talk to you next time.